Okay, so you know when you uh, you're driving down a highway. Uh, in my case, this was Bishop Grandin. Uh, it was about. That's not a highway. Is it not a? Is it what a freeway? A like what would you call that's that? Not, that's, that's a street. street. That's a okay, street. Okay, would, would you really call it a street? Really, yep. you're yes. moving eighty. That's not um, highway okay. speed. Anyway, yeah, yeah, you're doing eighty, not one twenty. Is it called? Why is it called Pemina Highway? You move sixty because on that. Because it's a stupid name. It's not. Yeah. It's not a highway. Because it's a stupid name. Here's here's how Winnipeg was designed. They gave a child a crayon and went drive and name our street system. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Anyways, I was driving on Bishop Grandin. Uh, luckily, at this point in time, I was just coming off an intersection, like making a left turn, so I wasn't moving at like the full. Like I usually go over the speed limit anyway, so like. I wasn't moving 80 at the time because I was just accelerating. Um, and this deer that comes out of nowhere just like just runs right across, right? And then my car literally bumps into it. I think he's okay. I'm not sure if he's okay. Hopefully he's okay. But he rolls over and I stop the car and then he just gets up and runs away. <laughs> So. He'll be bruised, but he'll be fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so, Sam, you you live on the countryside. You've had run-ins of deer, I oh, imagine. Do you know? Like, I'm so glad I drive a 99. Of uh, my car is a 99 because if I drove drove anything newer, unless it was a truck, I would have totaled several cars at this point because right. I have taken out about five coyotes with my car. <laughs> Three Damn. within the last year. I don't know what coyotes did to you, Pam. You really don't like them. Okay, Listen, okay, coyotes okay, a... and deer are suicidal. They are. Yeah. Literally, I was driving. So this, I hit two this last winter. Or sorry, hit one for sure this last winter and almost hit one about uh, three months ago. The first one, I was coming back from dance at like 11 o'clock at night. And on the on Highway 14 between Morden and Winkler, there is a hydro building and the ditches are probably a good five feet deep. This thing came shooting out of the ditch. I didn't even have time to see it. It's pitch black on that highway. I'm doing 110. I literally hit this thing, went, drove over, and the guy behind me hit it. Oh. It was not getting up. Then about a month and a half later, I'm coming down um, Highway 23 from Morris. And there was, I guess there was something dead in the middle of the road. And there was a coyote standing in the road eating it. And it was probably about 9 o'clock at night. My headlights hit this coyote. I slow down, so I'm not going to hit it. it. This thing looks at me and literally turned its butt onto the other lane where there was no cars and continued eating as I ripped past it doing 80. So it's like, you know what? These things are dumb enough to plant themselves in the middle of the road. Yeah. They so it's not off. just human beings who are suicidal. This is good to know. Oh. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I've only ever hit one deer. Mm-hmm. Um. Those will total your car, unfortunately. Uh, but I mean, I hit it with a truck, thank God. So it just smashed mm. the front grill in. But I mean, I've creamed coyotes. And the worst I've ever did was the one I hit in December. And it literally bent my license plate. And that's because my car is still made of 100% metal. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, you know, you could Mad Max your car a little bit and just put like a steel sheet just like in front where the headlights are supposed to be that's what the bike necks are doing with their trucks you know, i'm not gonna lie people cut me off on the highway with their little brand new cars and i'm kind of like you know what god forbid i hit you because i will mad max you and semi truck you and keep going and you'll st- and you'll be off on the side of the highway okay see that does <laughs> remind me whole- of like driving in maui in maui there's there is road rules but 
whoever has the bigger car has the right of way. That's just the way it works. So, like, for a while, I was driving my dad's SUV, right? So, I was just there, like, yeah, my car's bigger than yours, so move, 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 right? So, I started driving my car, and it's tiny as shit, and I thought I was being cute, like, move, like, no, you move. I'm like, oh, fuck, I will. (laughs) Well, see, I'm like, I've driven everything from, like, a motorcycle to a tandem trailer Super B grain truck. So, like, you learn to drive like when you grow up as a farm kid you learn to drive absolutely everything and how and how much you respect the bigger vehicles <laughs> jeez yeah the one thing i learned is that i cannot drive a motorcycle i i do not have the instincts for it oh really yeah oh, I, I, I was I trying to drive a dirt bike around and i i basically i lost control of it just a little bit i was only doing like 20 kilometers an hour so it wasn't that bad and my Mm -hmm. first instinct was to throw my feet down onto the ground like you would on a bike oh come on no Uh, yeah and then i then i like clipped a building and fucking crunched my leg between the bike and that and it was just enough that i like scraped my shin up and it gouged it pretty badly but i didn't actually do any real damage (laughs) but yeah i haven't got back on a dirt bike since i just not worth it you could do one of those mpi courses that's what i did I mean, like, I, I was driving around in the bush, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, See, fair enough. And, like, that's the thing is, like, where... Between where I grew up and where our cabin is and where I live now, I spend, like... Right now, I'm driving a car. My next vehicle will be a truck solely because I spend so much time on the road. I definitely want something bigger in for hitting wildlife, essentially. <laughs> is this you wow. plotting how to murder? Wow. No, no, it's not how to murder. It's, it's, like... it's just because I encounter it so much that I would just feel much safer. I mean, like, I've almost hit a moose driving back from West Hawk Lake. Holy shit. In no, my yeah, car. A moose would fuck you so, up. A moose would I mean, fuck even you if up. I hit it with a, even yeah. if I hit it with a truck, I would have problems. But at least hitting it with a truck, I'd have a tiny, maybe a 2% survival rate <laughs> as opposed to a car, which I have zero. So would you, would gonna you get guys one of those double-decker buses, I was going to say. Let's just go all big. A car that has enough power to ram things in or, or a car that has enough handling to just... To curve through things that like bigger cars wouldn't be able to. I mean, Ramblingson does... is very subjective here. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think that's a good metric. Um, a good... <laughs> I don't think it's there's like... very many vehicles designed Do for ramming. Ram. Yeah, um, <laughs> like, a, like, a like normal are car. we talking about a fucking bulldozer here, bro? Like, what's going on? No, okay, so like trucks right trucks are big yeah. they're powerful okay. whatever talk- okay so then you say yeah. trucks, not cars Go. yeah okay Truck- yeah but then you know but then you know they can't make a u-turn for shit so oh, well, no. that it's just like- depends can. on the driver honey it depends on the driver and it also <laughs> so depends have, on the truck I have, seen, I have i had a friend uchi you remember him brandon uh if you're listening thank you for listening he has a big blue truck that looks like something out of need for speed i don't know what it is but this truck, I, it is not big enough to make a U-turn anywhere. He literally has to go into a Tim's or whatever's close by and turn in that parking lot to make a U-turn because of how big the truck is. And when I mean big, but I mean big. The problem it's not, that, not about how big the truck is. That's about steering right. angle. But, he doesn't but have this enough steering. But here's, this isn't like even like but, a whoever's behind the wheel problem. It's Anyone not, about, wait, wait, wait. It's not about whoever's yeah. behind the wheel. It's about the truck's steering angle. Because right. different cars have different steering angles. Some can make the turn easy. Some can't. So his truck couldn't. Mm. And like, See, yeah. here's the th- 
think. It depends on steering radius, axle radius and length, um, and like it, and a little bit who who is driving and their experience and driving. How sick you can power slide. Yeah. Because I mean, like I used to own a standard Ford F two fifty one ton dually, which is a big ass heavy truck. I could turn that thing on a dime. Yeah. I can put that with a 20-foot cattle trailer through the Starbucks drive-thru on Pemina Highway. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't See, know. Like, that. for example, yeah. my, <laughs> I drive my mom's... I, I'll mm-hmm. call it a truck for this argument, but slightly yeah. smaller than, than mm-hmm. North American trucks. Right? I drive that, right? right. And you not believe some of the places I can put that thing through just because oh, I no, know well, how I'm to drive so- it. I understand that. I'm just saying for, like, you know... It, Again, if you go back to places like London, for instance, right? The cars are then, so tiny London's because also, the streets are so, so tiny. tiny. London is also and a you small need, city. Yeah, you need that handle. I mean, it's not really... It's you not know what I meant by small city. The roads yeah, are yeah, small. I know what, That's what the I meant. The roads are very narrow, yeah. So is, you need to be able to, like... You need to be able to turn, like, you're freaking, like, doing... You're playing Twister. Yes, like, but you here's the thing. You're yeah. not going to find a deer in the middle of fucking London. Do you see one roaming on Arsenal or Chelsea? Here's my thing. With, they have wolves, but anyway, that's besides the point. Yeah. With London, how many times are you going to find like a gutless cutlass in London or like an Chevelle SS in London? Like they have European cars designed specifically for those cities, whereas like mm-hmm. North America, our cars are built for the open roads and wide city streets, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Um, but I just meant in the case of like, again, going back to when we did, you know, some like I lost my body, for instance, and we made that argument that if the dad just had a better, <laughs> a better angling with his car, no, maybe we, they would have avoided the crash. No, I said that was a stupid accident for some reason. I just don't remember why. You don't swerve right. around a goat. Yes, that was the argument. Never swerve around a goat. Take out the goat. Never because sw- the goat swerve. is small. You hit it head on. Yeah. Goats are small. Drivers and rule number one. Do never okay. swerve to hit, avoid an animal. Right. You hit it. Unless so it is what a you're saying moose. is if there's an animal in front of you, just drive. Yes, unless it is a fucking moose. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if there's an animal in front of you, just <laughs> drive. Just right through that one she just powered on through stayed in high gear i didn't even mute sam because fuck that point okay now here's <laughs> that was a good one you guys cannot put that down that was a yes, really good it was one. it was it was good it was very good can we start the show let's start the show <laughs> Welcome to the Northern Critic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam Shinobi. Uchi Simwaka. Michael Novakshinov. And Pam Hinshark. And uh, Northern Critic is a film review podcast for those who are listening in for the first time. Uh, we review films in the context of uh, style, casting, cinematography, and writing, and um, all of the opinions that we give on the films that we do review are solely based off of our own. Um, and our guests on the show, if there were any guests, uh, 
Unfortunately, we don't have one today. Uh, however, we did have one about two weeks ago. Um, yeah, just keeping things fresh with the uh, COVID and hoping everything is going to go back to normal soon, although it's slowly coming back to normal Manitoba. Well, what um, the new normal is going to be. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, pretty much. Um, I know some people are really enjoying working from home, and if they can keep it that way, they would love to. Um, believe me, if I could work from home, I would probably prefer that, to be honest. It'd be, it's free. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have to actually drive to work on Monday again. It's ugh, gross. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah um, that, that's actually literally how I thought about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's yeah. been driving to work every day or every second day during this whole thing. <laughs> the joys of working yeah. on site. I work like across the city, so it's like driving all uh, all the way there and all the way back, and you're spending money on gas, and it's just it's and parking. Annoying. It's bullshit. And par- yeah, I know. I drove 75 kilometers to and from university one way, and then mm-hmm. back for four years of my or five years of my university yeah. career. So much How wear and tear on your car. Too. That would take like 45 minutes each day, right? Uh, kind of about an hour anywhere from 45 to an hour and 15 depending on traffic gotcha. yeah that's what i guessed yeah yeah mm-hmm. huh. yeah no and depending on the storm or yeah mm-hmm. honestly if there's uh, a blizzard i wouldn't bother like look outside and see blizzard like fuck it i'm not going yeah to not worth it yeah funny enough the movie we are reviewing today is called drive um wow right before we get into our review i yeah. have a corrections corner from extraction go for it um so we finally do a movie with lots of explosions and i forgot to put a michael bay rating in on it so originally i was gonna rate it as a five michael bays out of ten however there was mention that there was semi-gratuitous ass shots which downgrades it to four michael bays out of ten this is for extraction, extraction that we did last yeah, week last okay week. yeah so yeah. wait, cool. are you saying because there was there a, ass shots, it goes There down? were a lack of ass shots. Oh, there was, there was a, lack. a lot of ass shots. That downgrades the expo- the uh, Michael Bay score from a five to a four. Was ex- oh okay okay that's what okay that's what you meant. I thought yeah. I was like, did Michael Bay direct extraction? <laughs> like, no. No, 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 right. <laughs> he is the metric. Come on, he's the, yeah, he's the yeah. golden boy. He's the Michael Bay is a new for. metric. On Northern Critic, <laughs> the Michael Bay scale, the new metric system. The Michael well, it's Bay scale. Well, solely because of the ex- the the explosions, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, yes, yes. Today we will be reviewing the movie Drive, the 2011 film. Um, the it is an American action drama directed by Danish filmmaker Nicholas Winding Refn. Um. It is based off of a novel called Drive by James Salius. Um, the film stars Ryan Gosling as the unnamed Hollywood stunt <laughs> driver, um, oh, yeah, which is actually pretty cool. We don't realize he has a name. His name is called Driver in the books, literally. So, <laughs> so he he our protagonist in this film has no name, um, or no name that we know of, anyways. Interesting um, choice to say the least. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it's has a Rotten Tomato score of 92% um, and an IMDb of 7.8 out of 10. Uh, Metacritic is 78%, so that's not too bad. Um, I know we have one of the uh, critics here saying, putting on the clothes 
putting on the clothes of a throwback thriller, drive hums along the road just fine until the bullets start to fly. From then on, it serves up vicious violence like so much rabid roadkill. Um, it, it is about an unnamed virtuoso driver played by Ryan Gosling and his Chevy Impala getaway car. Um, so for most of these critics, they're, they were mostly entertained by it, it looks like. Um, this one critic must really like violence in his movies because he was very graphic with his explanation. Mm -hmm. um, but, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't think it was, uh, it, uh, the director, the Danish director was nominated, well, he won the award. He was nominated and won the award for best director at the Cannes Film Festival that year. Um, and the featured song, that's also one thing, important thing about this film. So the soundtrack of this song actually won a couple you mean awards soundtrack too. of the film sorry the soundtrack of this film <laughs> the soundtrack of the song the soundtrack of the film uh did win a couple things too uh, more specifically the uh the one called a real hero that was the featured one that's a good one and also night call by kavinsky that one was also in there as well um that's probably that's the one you hear in the beginning um so yeah no overall we can, i guess we could just jump into initial thoughts if Anyone wants to go first? Well, <clears throat> you said I got 92 on Rotten Tomatoes, but I'm the 8% mm -hmm. in this situation. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to be very upfront that I did not enjoy this movie, and I will kind of do a deep dive on what I think the problems it had were. Um, okay. But all in all, I didn't, and I was actually paying attention this time. <laughs> I didn't really know okay. what, like, I kind of knew the plot of the movie, but mm -hmm. I didn't know what the conflict was until mm -hmm. 35 minutes in. Damn, and right. that is that is way too fucking long to establish mm -hmm. the conflict. Like, it told me, okay, this guy's a getaway driver at night, he works in movies in the day, and then the movie fucking meandered for 25 minutes, and I was sitting there going, like, what the hell am I watching? This is a soap mm -hmm. opera. Um, so... And then the movie does pick up, and I honestly thought the midpoint of the movie was the best, because that's kind of when the tension was all there. And then mm -hmm. the ending, it it flopped for me, honestly. Right? Like, there's mm -hmm. the payoff, the or the payoff that they tried to set up didn't have the punch that they wanted, at least to me. So mm -hmm. that's kind of my short take on the movie: is the midpoint was the highlight, but the highlight wasn't very bright. Mm-hmm. Okay. All Does right. anyone want to go next? Woo! Yeah. I'm next. <laughs> okay. Okay, time for Uchi's and hot take. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely hated this movie. This movie oh is goodness. boring. It's so boring. <laughs> I was crowing my eyes out after the first 20 minutes when nothing happened. Because of the first part of this movie is so boring, by the midpoint, which Michael says is the highlight of this movie, I hated the violence because I don't think the violence was earned at any point. It's like now people's mm. heads are being blown off. I'm like, yeah, but you bored me in the first half, so I just don't care at all. Yeah, it felt mm. cheap. It felt cheap. It felt like violence for the sake of violence to happen. I'm like, eh, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. For the end of the movie, I kind of didn't care about the end of the movie. I did not care about the main character's romantic relationship. I did not care about the dude who came out of prison being, spoilers, I guess, killed off. I did not care about anything about this movie. It was boring, and I regret wasting my afternoon watching this movie <laughs> wow wow okay <laughs> all right so i will go next and now this hot take of may what's the date 7th 
2020, May 8th, 2020, really doesn't seem like a hot take. This is an hour and a half of my life I will never get back. (laughs) Sam, I'm sorry. I know this is like your favorite movie and you own the jacket that, oh my goodness, the the movie jacket from this. But first, (laughs) like it was fucking slow and boring as all shit. It was just like, it meandered on. Like I said, I didn't care about the characters. It was super like predictable for me. As soon as they showed the girl, I was just like, like the first two minutes, I was like, oh, this might be enjoyable. The moment they showed the girl, I was just like, fuck it, I'm out. I know what's going to happen. Yep. This chick has a kid. The hud, the dad, and then finding out the guy's in prison, I was like, okay, we're going to have a weird-ass love triangle going on. He's going to get shot. Ryan Reynolds is going to get shot trying to help this guy. Ryan Gosling. It's like Ryan Gosling. Do not interchangeable. Don't worry. And then, and also my biggest thing, I cannot see Ryan Gosling as a bad guy. He was very, like, he did a very good job acting, especially because there was not a lot of dialogue in the movie, which personally, I think the the movie could have used some more dialogue. Um, But I could not see Ryan Reynolds, or Ryan Gosling, I'm going to say Ryan Reynolds like a hundred times, Ryan Gosling as a bad guy. I don't think he can pull it off, especially because one of his first movies out of the gate was The Notebook and all these cheesy romantic comedies, right? sure as shit couldn't pull it off. And, oh. and like, his trying to be a bad guy, he's, like, the speech during it, it's like, dude, you just sound like a douchebag in a white coat. <laughs> and, <laughs> honestly, it just, it didn't do anything for right. me. And you know. I, I just, <laughs> just, no, hour and a half of my life, I'm never getting back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, oh, boy, and also, this is very, I find this very interesting. You know, and also, be, anyway, one other when, thing, when it gets to my turn, yeah. Go one ahead. other thing, the super long panning shots of the city that were occurring every 10 minutes, just cut it out. We don't need a 30-second shot of the LA skyline a hundred times know? in the Some, same movie. Ugh. I started tapping the forward arrow key on my keyboard to skip those panning shots. <laughs> like I legitimately cut about like seven minutes of the movie just out, just by going, oh, nothing's happening, tap, 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 tap. Oh, there's movement, tap back one, and then I continued watching. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was so fucking over it halfway through the movie. You know what? I low key wow. wish we were in studio right now just to see Sam's face. You guys are saying you guys are saying all of this, and I'm looking at like a like maddeningly long list of why this movie is so good, and I'm just like, huh? Sam, I have a quick question for you. Okay. Are you sitting at home right now wearing your jacket? Maybe. <laughs> he is! He's wearing his jacket. <laughs> I'm not wearing it. It's on it's on my it's on my work chair. It's like hung on the can work you, chair. I'm can you imagine how Sam must feel? Like we're already he he logs on and like, man, I can't wait for them to hear how great this movie is. I'm gonna say all these good things all of us just like fuck this okay. movie. No, fire and brimstone. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Okay, Sam. Thank the audience of why. Change you our opinions. Yeah. Here's the thing, okay? With this movie, and I can see now that it's not for everyone, but putting it lightly, this movie is not a movie that you can understand from the surface, right? Um, which is probably why you guys probably had um 
a lot of trouble maybe grasping it or grasping Are you the questioning concept our of it. Intelligence? No, I am not. That's <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What you saying is what you can't just, just my you don't can't just say my that. words. You he need just explain just what us we didn't understand. <laughs> okay. Because that was horseshit. <laughs> okay. Okay. He just called we, us all shallow as shit. Oh, no, I d- don't put words in my mouth. I never said that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Can I say something? <laughs> Can I say something? Michael? Yes? You're as deep as the shallow end of a swimming pool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. No, I didn't didn't say any of that. Um, (laughs) Basically, um, from a, I guess, both writing and film point of view, right? Um, We we can start with the, the nuance of the film, the style of the film. There was limited dialogue. This was done for a reason, right? Um, the dialogue in this film was more or less, or the approach to this film, rather, was a more show-not-tell um, approach to it. They so instead of the characters... Uh, well, this is where, Wait, like... Don't um, this is where, let me see. Yeah, because this is where, um, I guess, some people might... That's why I say it's not, it's not for everyone. Uh, for someone like me, for instance, when watching a film, I do like the show Don't Tell. Um, I liked the nuance of how they followed the, the, there was a theme in it, again, which is like the kind of following the uh, the quadrant rule, basically. I, I don't know if you guys know anything about that, but it's essentially having, um, when you have dialogue between two people, there's, com- first of all, there's conflict between two people on two different sides so there's conflict between the driver is ryan gosling and um his life as like a stunt driver or his life with irene in this case him just getting to know her and him being a getaway driver or whatever on the side and being involved with the mob right and on the other side of the spectrum there's a conflict between those two mobsters nico and bernie um and you know, the Nico dude has a problem with some other mob, like treating him, treating his operation like crap because he's he's more of a macho bravado. And you see that in the beginning where he looks at a car and he's like, this car is as big as my dick or something like that. So that's his character, right? Um, and inside of that too, you have that connection being Irene and her husband who just got out of jail being that link between uh, driver and Irene, because then he's involved with the mob. That's why he went to jail in the first place. Um, so you have situations of driver now wanting to wanting to help uh, Irene's husband get an out or get out because again he's into Irene, but he respects that she's married. Like he he's okay with that, but he's trying to still show that he cares for her and uh, the boy by helping the ex-husband, who's also an ex-convict, get out of that life of the mob because he knows what it's like to be in the life of the mob. Uh, again, show, don't tell, because they didn't say these things. They more or less just yeah. tried to show it. And, and I caught they, every wait, single wait, wait. one of those pieces. Let him, let him say his part before I yeah, have a great yeah, argument. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, now, cut again, cut to like the quadrant rule or whatever what i loved with this movie again was the fact that there was again there's always three objects um of importance in almost every scene right if you if you check it uh usually it's maybe i don't know the corridor scene for instance which is what this film is like most known for where he comes out 
and he's talking to Irene and it's, you know, again, short conversation, short dialogue. And they have this, the, the acting was done pretty well where they have this urge to basically blurt out all that's going on in their lives to each other, but they just can't because they're both introverted characters, if that makes sense. Um, and then, you know, the ex-husband comes in and is like, hey, I've heard you've been helping out a lot. Now he's the third object involved. He's the conflict between him and Irene. So, like, I think this film just, it's, 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 it's an art house film. I would, I would say more or less, but not really, if that makes sense. It's like, you, so everything I don't know, man. I don't know how, is, to, I don't know is, how to explain like, it. That I all, I, I caught all of that in the movie. Yeah. What, that okay, didn't, you did. That okay. didn't. Yeah. That didn't, didn't impress me whatsoever. Like I understand the like what Nico's character was. I understand how his life as a driver was in conflict as with trying to get with Irene, and then how the husband played in that role. And that's mm -hmm. why I said the midpoint of the movie was the best part because that's right. when I felt that the conflict there was there was some conflict there, right? Mm -hmm. And that that was that prevented the movie from being atrocious in my opinion right because that conflict of the husband and his wife and then the driver at least that had a modicum of something interesting going on right, right. and you could see right. how the husband his opinion mm -hmm. towards ryan gosling's character changed slightly over time and whatnot mm -hmm. but it was just executed so fucking badly that i didn't care about him mm -hmm. um like I think the fact it that was, ryan gosling's Ugh, the fact that his character didn't talk very much yeah. could have been a plus, but mm -hmm. his expression didn't change for like the first twenty minutes. Of the he movie. was. It was almost like you know in Twilight. He looked like they, a robot. It was the yeah. flat that flat performance and no facial <laughs> yeah. expression, like the Bella in Twilight. Yeah. Thing, so like that. I legitimately thought that where they were taking this is that he was a psychopath. Like I thought that. He, well, like, yes. Yeah, so like, I I was gonna get to that too. So and the way that he kills that guy in the elevator, it that would indicate that he's a psychopath. But yes, then he, he is never... indeed a psychopath. That's one thing I was gonna yeah. that's one thing I was gonna mention that I forgot to mention too. Mm -hmm. Um he he when he's you know just busting that guy's skull in the elevator, yeah. he's essentially he's doing two things. First of all, he's venting his frustration with life in general because he's already lost the other the other guy uh who was kind of like a father figure, quote unquote. That's uh the one Bernie killed. Mm -hmm. Um and he's he's also try he's already he's already struck a deal that makes sure Irene is safe. So now he's doing the extra thing where he's venting his frustration that he's probably like too too deep into what's going on to even have a shot with her anymore, be be around her for her to be and still for her to still feel safe. But at the same time, he's doing it because he is consciously trying to push her away so she doesn't ever come to look for him, right? So which is like a lot of people. Grab, I don't know if you guys grab that or not from it. Mm -hmm. So that scene, that scene, he was doing it to actually push her away. He wasn't can doing it and also vent his frustration. At can the I say um, something? There... Wait, wait, can I say something? Yeah. I have this, me and Michael had this talk a while back, right? When I told him mm -hmm. I watched this uh, Japanese art house movie, right? Right. And here's something I finally understood. My, one of my biggest problems with art house films sometimes is they think they're smarter than they honestly are. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So for Nothing me, this, in this movie, movie was everything, profound. Everything in this movie is kind of shallow depth, and mm. then when you add stuff on top of that, that makes it even worse. I didn't like the characters. I found them all boring. I found none of them engaging me. Right. 
I, Ryan Gosling's character, right? This quiet, maybe psychopathic thing, right? There's no, before maybe him stomping and something. There's no indication that he might be a psychopath. He's just quiet and slightly shy mm-hmm. of thing. You could think he's on the spectrum for all you knew. Mm-hmm. And that's mm. this. This thing is this movie thinks it's smarter than it actually is. It right. comes off as extremely pretentious to me. Yes. Um, I just want to say a couple things. Like, with Ryan Reynolds... Oh, my God. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the That scene the where, you know, where Call he meets the, the guy in um, the hotel room. Yeah. He, and he comes out. He looks like Ted Bundy a little bit. When what it, like, zooms in on his face and he's, like, all bloody. Yeah, I love me... Ted Bundy. <laughs> You've mentioned Ted Bundy so many times on the podcast. I have just mentioned serial killers <laughs> oh my and, God. And on this podcast. Jeez. But it kind of makes uh, sense for this movie. Yeah, but, yeah, but like, it, that's who he reminded me of. Also, mm-hmm. um, I just found the whole thing with... I, her name's Irene? Irene, right? yeah. Who cares? Okay. Um, the part where her car is broken... And he goes over and fixes it. So cliche and yep. overdone. Like, I'm okay. If you're a single mom, like, I understand not everyone has the um, experiencers taught how to fix cars. Um, but, like, especially nowadays, there's very few people who would just come over and offer help to, like, fix your vehicle. Well, I mean, that's I've also because the... they lived together and he was like, they would always, the way the movie starts, they would always pass each other by. I on the elevator, but still no. Wait, 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 stop, stop, right? Okay, okay. My thing with that okay. is that only in the movie, it's only shown them together once, right? And he's just yeah. moved to that apartment. So who knows, right? I think the problem I have with maybe Irene and nameless character, since you just told me he didn't have a name, I did not even remember that from the movie that he never had his name said, right? Mm-hmm. My problem is their relationship bored the shit out of me too. Yeah, it was it was very cliche to me. Um, and it's just like, I mean, I've been stuck on the side of the road with busted lug nuts. There was not a single person who pulled over and checked to see if I was okay or needed help. Yeah, no one stopped. Okay, Pam, that (laughs) argument I don't think is valid because I've had, my friend Jade literally has had stories of multiple times when her car's broken down and countless strangers have helped out. (laughs) um, Anyways, I'm just saying. That the that in the movie it just seems very cliche and it's always it's always oh girl has car bro- a car broken down. But here's the thing though, and- the same car is still brought to the shop later. Like I think the in the next uh, the, I think two scenes later, because yeah. clearly this car is just totaled. It's done, right? It's a piece it's of not shit. Totally. But I'm exactly. saying, to me, it's, it's, it's to me, it's just I thought it was very cliche, especially because it's like they were trying too hard to establish that. Like it was supposed to be a romantic well, interest to me. Style too. He's a stunt. I don't know. It's a movie. He's a stunt driver. Cars are his thing, right? I know. It just, just happens to be the situation where he's like, "Hey, it's so fucking cheesy." You. It's okay. Cheesy. Yeah, I don't so know. That's, okay, yeah. more the point. And also, if you go, yeah, go on. The other thing I want to say is the dialogue. The lack of dialogue. Uh, my issue with it in the movie is that I couldn't find. Like it would have. This is almost a silent film to me, essentially. And I couldn't find, like, my only issue was silent film. Um, like, the score, don't get me wrong, the music was very good in this movie, but this in silent films, they rely on the music to portray emotion and make the character relatable. Mm. The lack of dialogue in this movie, and the little bit that there was, I couldn't even use that to make the characters relatable. 
It was the mobsters was, were more charismatic than all the other characters. Than the, than the you main see, characters. I find I yeah. find that hilarious because literally one of the things I now say that gets um the two people who did see this movie with me to laugh is even in the group chat now where I always go, I don't have wheels on my car. That's something you should know about me. And then they all just start laughing because they love that one line. Um, I so I don't like. I don't know I say, Again, I, this is why I say like it's for different people. Maybe like yeah. it just some people would like it, some people wouldn't. Right? It's not. But, but that's how movies work. That's how movies yeah. work. Not everyone's gonna like the exact same movies, right? Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't think we're in the minority here. I think we're in the minority. Like, and what wrong for not liking this movie? Fuck us. I guess we're shallow as the shallow end of a story. No, I, I'm as shallow I, as I, a I, kitty for apparently. I, I have validated I have your dis- no depth your at dis- all. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I have validated your dislike for this movie. It's okay. Not, like I'm, I'm, gonna say, I'm not mad at you. Wait, wait I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say something that actually supports this movie for a change, right? I don't need my characters to be relatable. I find readability overrated. What I do need are my characters to be engaging, right? Okay, mm. maybe that—that's—that's more so. The two mob bosses engage with them. Yes, right. The mob bosses were not relatable, but, but they were engaging. They held the scenes that they were in. Right? Yes, when they were there, at least I felt like I was entertained. Like there's something happening. Yeah. When they're not there, I'm just like, oh, great. It's Nameless Dude and Irene again. He, he's uh-huh. staring. Oh, my God. My cat is attacking my microphone. Hold up. <laughs> yeah, cat, yeah, cat's more entertaining See, in this movie. That's exactly what it is. Is It's make the scene engaging. And, mm. like, that's just what I found. I mean, the dialogue and the charisma was not there to make this movie engaging for me. Um, one thing I did really enjoy, and this is from growing up, um going to the racetrack see like going to car shows and stuff like that is i did enjoy the old style muscle cars i mean i saw my 1969 charger in there (laughs) (laughs) i i i don't know that this is like there's so to me it's like there's so many lines in this movie that i thought were just done in such a way that it was they were threaded in Right. And like it was very minimal. Like even when he's at the racetrack and, you know, uh, I think that's Nico. Nico meets him and then, you know, Nico wants to shake his hand. And then, you know, he looks and he goes like, my hands are dirty. And Nico goes like, mine are too. Right. And then they shake hands. Yeah. Sorry. Go for it. That line. That that wasn't him. That wasn't even him saying his hands are dirty from race car, like working on his car or anything. it was him saying his hands are yeah it was him saying his hands are dirty from doing the things at night yeah Yeah, so it's like and like obviously driver driver knew he was also a mob guy right like it was obvious but then the person who didn't know was the father figure he just thought oh like okay you guys are just this is just your thing cool you know like he didn't care too much about it so that's that's what i found like the nuance in driver knowing that he has this double life and now See, this this mobster from his other life has come into this regular life he has as a Hollywood stunt driver and wants to sponsor him to be a race car driver or something like that. So it's like there's there was from the beginning to me anyways there was always this constant battle for him within the two lives always mixing into each other and he yeah. wasn't happy about it which is why he was always quiet. Okay, so now know? here's here's there's, here's yeah. a counterpoint to that. Um, mm-hmm. At the time that that scene happened with the handshake, we didn't actually know that that guy was a mob boss who was giving him orders, right? Yeah. Or I That's don't even true, think yeah. so. That didn't work because I got the line later, but initially mm-hmm. I was confused. I'm like, oh, this guy's like actually just 
kind of autistic. Okay. I just thought um, maybe yeah. he was a dirty businessman in all honesty. Yeah. Uh, there's so a lot there's, there's, multiple, there's a lot of implications that could have happened there. But if you want the impact that the movie was going for, you need to show us something earlier of the mob boss telling him to do something. Right? right giving him right. orders so that's an example of where the movie didn't properly set up something to achieve an emotional reaction and if your movie mm-hmm. requires me to watch it twice to get that it's i don't consider that a good thing i am not like, watching I, this movie again i am not watching a movie twice unless it, it has to earn my second watch um, right my right. thing is like i know you say like the lines there's not a lot but they're well placed you know what yeah, the few lines that were in this movie, there's not one that I can recall as memorable or I will ever no, see same. myself quoting. And I like movies. Like, I don't say, like, I quote movies a lot in my life. Mm-hmm. I, there, again, nothing I can use in my daily life from this movie as a quote. And, like, I can't. It's, this movie was so not memorable. I to mean, me. the movies, and, the, the lines aren't quotable per se, but some of them are clever in terms of the script i will give it that yeah but they're not um, but that's not enough that doesn't carry a movie mm. right a, mm-hmm. a movie should not be based on memorable lines you cannot sustain saying well, this but like, like the lines one line the lines weren't lines supposed to the lines were supposed to like the uh, honestly the lines were secondary to this film this film was done more or less for the visuals and for like more again show don't tell approach, okay right you know what it that's was... what this movie was done for and mainly, the show don't tell right? approach was also boring as shit in this movie i'm sorry yeah, it, did, it didn't show us very much no, I, I, I don't like my was... argument being like it's boring as shit that sounds so yeah. bad right like the one thing the movie didn't do was explain the situation to us like li- they didn't have a character go oh yeah this guy's in prison because he ran blah blah, blah. and it didn't ha- do that it did convey right. sort of plot critical information to us in a nonverbal fashion or with minimal dialogue which was good mm-hmm. yeah. but right. it wasn't a complex situation it wasn't mm-hmm. a particularly interesting situation or with interesting characters okay so yes. let's talk about the characters let's talk about driver right we learn mm-hmm. he's a psychopath how long is when he stumps with the person An in the elevator hour right into the movie yeah. yes by that point i'm so bored by this movie i don't I can't engage anymore. He's there going right. bullshit crazy, which would be like, oh shit, kind of reaction. I was just like, eh, don't yeah, care that much. Late. It's late. And like, if we're going to go by this, like, oh, show don't tell, like a movie based on visuals, I'm going to bring up a movie you love yourself, Sam. Um, I lost my body. The, mm-hmm. the parts with the You guys also itself. thought that was a horrible movie. Though, no, no, no. Which is, no, no. Again, remember, yeah. no, remember my no, point from, the, no, remember my point from that movie. I said every single part with, the guy and the chick were horrible. Every single part with just the hand was brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the part I'm quoting. The part with the hand, that's brilliant. That was See, done right. well. This, I just did not engage in this quiet, no dialogue parts. I just could not find myself engaged in the movie. I mm. feel like they could have maybe shown he was a psychopath by maybe having like a little flashbacks play- correctly placed somewhere in there. Or like something to convey that earlier in the movie. Mm. Definitely, yeah. Oh, okay. Because like <laughs> I, we've made just, Sam speechless. I'm what have we like, done? <laughs> oh my well, goodness! Because honestly, like, okay, so I, I'm just looking at. I'm also while you guys are talking, I'm just looking at. I'm looking at things to validate like what you guys are saying, like in terms of like what other like. Critics were giving it bad okay. reviews. Next point I want to bring up. The thing yeah. is, like, I you cut out. Chat. I, I, did I cut out? 
No, I didn't call yeah, it. Yeah, I took a breath. Yeah. No, I took a breath because I wanted to try to oh, okay. this out. The thing, do you remember La La Land? That movie. No, you didn't no. like La La Land. I remember the reason I said I hated yeah. La La Land is because it felt like it was Hollywood jerking itself off. That's true. However, I did enjoy Wait. the style of the film. I just didn't enjoy the white man bringing jazz back. That that oh. part I was like, mm. yeah. But I enjoyed the style of the movie. Okay, so so yeah. it's, it's kind of the same thing with this movie. I feel like critics are gonna love this movie. Film students will love this movie. We're not film students. We don't like yes, this movie because we're just that's general fair. people. That's fair. That's fair. I, that's a fair argument. Yeah. My argument is. This movie bored the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. The script, yeah, the script is not that bad, right? Mm-hmm. What they're trying to convey is not that bad. Everything else is just boring as shit. And that's what my mm-hmm. point is. This movie bored me. And critics and film students would love this movie. It's like, I remember someone when Batman vs. Superman came out. Mm-hmm. And I remember everyone sharing this movie, and I talked to one diehard DC fan, and they're like, "I love this movie. It did it faithful." And I was like, "Maybe this, like Batman vs Superman, is something that a diehard DC fan would love." I can attest to that. I'm a I'm a I'm diehard not... DC fan, but I did not like it. But okay, well, I, I I do know one that absolutely thought it was great. Right, I, I think know one person right. too. Michael, yeah. I think we're talking about the same person. Adam. Yeah. Yeah, Adam. Because <laughs> so like, I do know multiple DC fans who love DC as much as I do, who have all have the Rebirth comics that are about a thousand pages at home right now. Yeah. Um, and they didn't like it either. So yeah, that's a PBS. Hey, was there's a Latino bad, Green Lantern so. who's a woman. Okay, I'm excited about her. Arc. Anyway, <laughs> back to this. Back, back to this. And I feel like it's yeah. the same thing with this movie, right? All these like yeah. visuals, like oh, the the way this is shot, like this, the way it's done, like this, the way it's done, like this, right? Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like for a film student or like someone who like makes movies, they'll be like, man, this is fucking amazing, right? But for me, who wants to watch a movie to be entertained? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, you know what? Honest, go on. I would say honestly, you know what they could like my like the camera work was good and like i like the way they did kind of convey the plot without doing dialogue i mean i would have liked to see a little more dialogue you know what this movie would have been amazing done as would have been not like would have been essentially like a half hour to 45 minute short film yes it would have done been amazing done like that did it need Mm. to be an hour and 36 minutes i think it was not at all. It could nope. have been a 45-minute short film, and it would have been impeccably done. Yeah, because the pacing was one of the biggest problems, right? Is It took us 25, 30 minutes to establish the, the conflict. Um, like it's, There's so much empty silence that it, it just got boring, right? And that's where you can kind of talk about the whole film student thing, where these people, I feel like the people making it got caught up in technicalities that they could weave together and lost sight of the bigger picture. Because mm. you can you can dig into, oh, he said this thing and my hands are dirty, mine are too. Like those, those are neat when you take them out of context. But in the context of the movie, they just didn't have the oomph that they the movie flat. wanted them to, right? Right. So, right. like, on paper, there's a lot of pieces that, in theory, could make a very good movie, but mm-hmm. none of them worked out. 
Um, and I was gonna say, I feel like we need your we need to be in studio, have your little hat with your let's make a movie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, have all the pieces. And uh, I had something I wanted to say about the end of this movie too, where ah. No, it's it's gone. It'll come. It'll mm-hmm. come to me. It'll, it'll come be two o'clock in the morning. One thing I did have to say week. about this movie, though, is that, um, or about the ending rather, is that uh, contrary to a film we reviewed last week, um, this movie had the ball start to tell us if the main character survives or not, which is great. Um, did he? Did he so, survive? I honestly don't remember. He drove. He drove away. He drove off. Yeah, he survived. Yeah, he survived. Okay, yeah. I, 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 I just remember. checked out at that point. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Honestly, everything after the chick. No, the chick didn't get killed. Everything after he killed. I find it interesting with. Yeah, sorry, would you go ahead? Everything after he killed the first mob boss is kind of like a blur because I just don't remember. Like, at that point, I guess kind of felt exhausted by the movie. See, they could have set up several punchy things as well that they didn't do because you know how I think what is the guy character uh Ron Perlman's character Nico I think or something mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah he said something to the driver of like you're really not good at this are you right yeah and mm-hmm. the way that he said that I really expected that to be an echo line where he would say that as he was killing him I feel or something, like that right? was when he was right. pulling the bullet out of his arm wasn't it I don't I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't remember hearing it a second time, but I felt like there was multiple instances where they could have tied those things together a little bit better, and mm-hmm. that would have been a little bit punchier, right? Because that's what this movie right. lacked, was the oomph. Mm-hmm. So you need things like that to really... So I, the- I am going to ask them, because clearly you guys didn't enjoy it, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you think this film in general was so well right or rather is so critically acclaimed because this is like new york times and wall street journal and like literally and even empire like all of these kind of have come to the consensus that it's a great it's a fantastic movie right so i'm like where do we draw this you know kind of here here's the thing yeah paid trained critics people who actually went to film school yeah. to exactly. look for things like that yeah. okay yes paid right whereas this... like that's why it's critically acclaimed okay oscar this it's... was oscar bait okay i've got um, the perfect movie to use as an example right mm-hmm. we except for pam michael sam we've watched infinity war we love that movie mm-hmm. yes i've seen yeah. infinity war i just it eh, to me okay okay <laughs> but okay we've yeah. watched infinity we love the movie right yeah i remember i read a review where some a critic broke down what was wrong with infinity war right mm-hmm. and it was like all this makes sense but it kind of doesn't make sense for the whole mc mcu thing because the critic's argument was like there's barely any character development characters don't really progress this this all that kind of stuff right Right. I was like, if you look at it as a but, single movie, it's broken. Right. If you look at it as a whole, it makes sense. And I think that's exactly. the same thing with this movie. But here's the thing. Though, as, with Infinity War, the yeah. critics in general, like the general body, still came to a consensus of like about an 85%. It's almost yeah, 90 no, no, I'm saying that one critic who broke down what yeah. went wrong in the movie. I'm not mm-hmm. saying all critics. I'm saying right. the one critic who talked about like character development and all that other stuff, right? Right. So it's kind mm-hmm. of the same thing with this movie. As a critic, yeah. as someone who's 
like studied film, it right. all comes together and works well, right? As us, mm-hmm. an audience who wants to watch a movie to be engaged, to be entertained, we find it, it boring. We find what all this mean. not mm-hmm. worth it. We are not entertained by it. Mm-hmm. It's right. like, what's another way I can use? Movies being built off memorable lines. Which aren't necessarily a good thing. But yeah. it would be it that's one of those elements that would sort of appeal to a broader audience. Mm-hmm. And because you can't just have the depth, right? You need the surface level stuff as well. Right. Because obviously not everybody is going to see it. And this movie is very clearly aimed at that sort of like film student critic audience. Right. Uh, it does have that vibe. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying I fucking hate that shit. Like I, <laughs> I, I do not like artsy stuff in if it's not like tightly woven together too what right. i really appreciate my stories is a lot of different moving parts that all come together in like this really well-oiled machine right mm. and that, that's kind of the sort of the i won't call it literature the books that i read um our fantasy books that sort of have that same effect where it all comes crashing together at the end mm-hmm. and and it all makes sense and that's what i want out of a movie i don't care if there's all these sort of little parts that it's hard to it's hard to really explain i guess but right but it's the technicalities that were put into the sort of the non-story elements i guess just didn't feel like they had much impact on the overall story story yeah they didn't feel like like i understand that they built the world and that would have been good to sort of supplement a good story but it can't support it on its own like conveying the mob boss was good his hands are dirty awesome now you need 200 more lines like that you can't just have the one um so like i i like going like artsy films i find come off as very pretentious but um like I said before, critics, they're paid. They usually have an art, or not art, a film background. And my, like, as um, with this movie, I feel like they, like with just movies in general, sometimes you got to do a tiny little bit of fan service to mm-hmm. make it entertaining. And I just want to quote my favorite, li- of one of my favorite lines of all time. It's from a movie called Steel Magnolias. The original came out in like 1986 or something like that. And it says an ounce of pretension is worth a pound of manure. Mm. <laughs> and that's honestly how I feel about this movie. Okay, here, here's here's where I would say, again, I would... When I, when I think of something that is pretentious, right? I would think of something more like the Flash CW series. No, no, or, no, no, no. Never Flash, watched you know, it. No, I would, the Flash I would CW is not pretentious. The Flash CW is convoluted, but I wouldn't quite pretentious. Like, because I would say pre- pretentious is going to be like a... I, 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 okay, me personally, I would say it's not the right word to use because, again, to the people who created this film, right, or to the people who, who did the work, the, technica- the technical stuff and whatever... Um, the small little details like how whenever he's with Irene, it's an orange tint to show the warmth. And whenever he's doing the gang stuff or whatever, it's a bluish tint, which is like he's he's turned into that cold. Like they did well, like showing that duality and stuff, right? Just mm-hmm. technically speaking. It, to them, 
that is what's the word I'm looking for? Um, to following me, whatever they've been taught to. It's creativity. Do. It's creativity, right? Well, but to um, me, that's just surface level filmmaking. See, and right, right. It, you want to convey the mood of the scene. Oh, he's doing bad stuff. Let's make it blue. It'll feel colder. Oh, he's in love. Let's warm. Make it like that's not. Yeah. And even the scene where he kills the okay. scene where he kills the um where he ki- he crashes the other mob bosses uh, I think Nico's car uh onto yeah. the beach mm. uh and then he has like his stuntman mask on that one was uh supposed to be a throwback to when Benicio has the superhero mask on and then uh he asked Benicio oh like what superhero is that and then Benicio talks about how like he's cool and he flies or whatever and then he asks, well, is he a good guy? And then Benicio's like, I don't know. You know, like he just kind of shrugs it off and like runs off with the action figure. So that like, and then him wearing the mask later on and doing that. So it's just kind of like him trying to be kind All of right. a vigilant. He, he's he's going through mental issues. This is, I, that's what this guy Wait, is. can I say you something? Know? I don't know. Can I say yeah. something? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like shitting on people. I'm not. Okay. You know what? I don't want to shit on people. I can shit on people's mm-hmm. works. The right. people who made this movie, who directed did all that stuff, they might be great people, they might be shit people. I don't know them personally, right? Mm-hmm. But I've seen this movie. I can shit on the art itself. I don't like this movie, right? And now, mm-hmm. if we want to talk about technique and all this, like, hidden messages and meaning, let's talk about a movie that we liked, which also did this well. Um, Parasite. Parasite, yeah. We talked about mm-hmm. the techniques in Parasite. We talked about the meaning of the lines. We talked about going mm-hmm. up and down the steps, what all that means, right? But do not also right. help Parasite. The story was engaging. The characters yes. were engaging. I was entertained watching the movie. I wanted if, to watch the movie. If this the movie, characters weren't there, I wouldn't have given a shit about it. Parasite wouldn't have been good. That's yeah. true. See, now you have and, a point there. And that's the thing with me for this movie. You can have the most amazing thing. You'd be like, oh, look at this tin. Look at this camera. All this stuff, right? But me watching the movie, I'm bored shitless. I'm not engaging anymore. You're building mm-hmm. a house without a foundation. See, it's just that right. simple. Yeah. Like what I'm, what I'm was saying is I'm not saying this movie particularly... Like, is overly pretentious like this movie like a basic like you said basic film movie if they're filmmaking but there is like with a lot of these art films they have the because they cater so much to the artsy crowd to the film student they have to the general audience the general viewer they can come off as very pretentious and like questioning Mm -hmm. people's can people's intellect right of like trying to seem smarter than they are right Yes, that's well, that's oh, like, what I mean, right? Yeah, like, literally, I, I, that, that's at the start of this podcast. Are, at the start um, yeah, of this okay, podcast, okay. you're like, well, I don't remember your exact words, but you kind of imply that this movie is not for us people who think on this level. It's for the higher class art student. And I never, I class. never said that's, no. Oh you know, I don't have, no, you don't have to say, it, but that's how it's implied, and that's the problem we have some of these art house movies, right? If they don't engage in, and if I say I don't like this movie, it's like, oh, it's not for you. The fuck does that mean? Okay, okay. When I when I said it's but, not for everyone, I just meant, it's just like how some people might not like How to Train Your Dragon, and I'd be like, it's not for everyone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I just mean when opinion. I say it's not for everyone, I just mean. But that's it's just natural for some people to not like it, and it's natural for some people to like it. Right. It's, that's just, what art is. Right. Yeah, but um, I, but, but as I pointed people, out, people. Yes, time ago. I said you get those people who are like, oh you don't understand it because oh you just you just don't you're not on the same level kind of thing right that was not that's what i see no and i'm not saying that's what you said i'm just saying like Mm -hmm. that's how sometimes these come off and that's just 
it's like it's undermining people's intelligence which I don't think you should do whether you have a doctorate or you never completed high school right yeah Um, because I mean like all four of us have degrees or are working our degrees and are highly educated right but I mean, well, someone th- this, who couldn't this, finish. This is like we're we're straying away from what I where I was coming from with this. This has nothing yeah. to do with any of that. I, I do get what when you're I, saying. Yeah, I, I when I when I said that, I'm I meant to say again, not. It's just like how uh, I don't know. Some people love watching 90 Day Fiance or like reality oh TV yeah. shows. Yeah, it's not a genre for us, right? That, yeah. I, that's what I'm trying to say. I don't enjoy it, but like, there's people who really are into it, and like, I'm not gonna yeah. be like, well, you guys are dumb for being into it, like. It's okay, what you so like. It's what I'm you gonna like, take it, you know? I'm gonna take a detour here, Sam, but this will circle yeah. back. Right? So, mm-hmm. sort of that, um, the fantasy genre has been looked down upon for a very long time because it's right. not literature, right? Mm-hmm. And there is this sort of sneering contempt that the literary community has for the fantasy genre because it can't explore deeper themes or it's not serious or yada 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 that goes on Mm -hmm. and on and right and i'm I'm obviously a huge fantasy fan so art films have a similar implication behind them right is oh you're not they have this idea behind them that if you don't like it, maybe it's just because you're not cut out for it because you need to watch the stuff that is simpler, right? With the inherent implication that the simpler stuff is, uh, or the other stuff cannot have the depth that the literary stuff can, right? Because Mm. there are a lot of fantasy books that can explore like PTSD, like the Poppy War, I think is a very recent one that focuses on war from the perspective of the average person. And it completely deglorifies violence in the way that fantasy typically does. Right. So that, that, that's what I'm getting at here is, mm-hmm. and we're not saying you said this, but we're saying that sort of these artsy films and these literary books have the same implication is that if you don't like them, maybe you should stick with the simpler stuff. And thank you. I that is what that. I was, mm-hmm. I was trying to say. Yeah. Cause I, I'm, because I was looking at it too, in the sense of like, say someone decided to make a live action, like, you know, dialogue for dialogue. Uh, remake of Macbeth into a movie, for instance, it would be boring as hell. I know for damn sure Uchi would not enjoy it, yeah. you know? But yeah. then we still consider Macbeth to be one of the greatest forms of literature, you know? So it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like, where do you draw this line <laughs> between, hey, this is great, but then I also don't like it, you know? Like, Which is why I'm like, but again, you still have the hardcore people who, Literally, we have we've had prof- I don't, we had a professor in university who would literally quote Macbeth before he gave us a midterm, you know, because he's really he's really into it, you know. So it's I like, well, that's a whole argument about like how I mean, stories are built for mediums and all that stuff. I will never want to get into. I I have to agree with Michael. This point is held up. I have to agree yeah. with Michael. I don't like watching art house films often because of that implication that if you don't like it, there's something wrong with you. Like, if someone doesn't I, like a comic book movie, everyone's just like, I right, cool, you don't like comic book movies. Move on, yeah. right? No one ever Boring. implies like, oh, it's because you think you're you're not you're not as good as us. You're not as special mm-hmm. as us. Oh, I mean, we oh, can, okay, well, with comic book movies, you, you, you kind of get right? that. With comic book movies, I think it's flipped, though. So it's the people who don't like comic book movies who look down on the people who do like comic book movies, if that makes sense. See, it, yeah, I've, noticed more, I've noticed more often than not. It's like, if you don't... 
if you and, like comic book movies, but I don't like comic, then you're a kid. You're still a kid, or you, yes, you like and, watching. And that's another thing know, that whatever. I also also yeah. art house thing because those are the same people who are like oh it's all about the art house films. Which who's a director who talks shit about comic book movies? Um, not Spielberg, the guy who did Irishman, Scorsese. Oh, score, uh, yeah. Scorsese is like, I don't like comic book movies. It's the lowest form of cinema. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you. You're just some dude who probably yeah, thinks Arnold's movies is a shit. Yeah, he's a dude yeah. who hasn't made a billion dollars. Can I say something? <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. Okay, so what Michael said is that's basically what I was trying to say, get my point across without, but didn't know how to properly word it. But like, as someone who who's not the biggest fan of comic book movies i mean like i don't i i personally don't look down on anyone because they like comic books i mean hey that's your thing um but like another thing we can look at is the gone with the wind movie right i mean for its time and when it released when it was released i mean now it can be considered an art house movie i don't know who the hell would sit through gone with the wind because it's like three and a half hours long Mm -hmm. um but for the time it was released, it was absolutely amazing, right? Yeah, it was a novelty so, factor, right? Yeah. And I think that's the other risk that sort of the art house style, we'll call it, runs, is that if it succeeds, it can be really good. It can pack a serious literary punch because the first focus there is on those sort of, we'll call them higher concepts, right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're foregoing spectacle. Right. For more like, I, I would personally even say things. Parasite is an example of that, really. I wouldn't, yeah, when you look yeah. at it. That was one of my, my point was. My point was, if they fail, then they're awful. Because then yes. they don't have anything going for them. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, this movie was on the verge of success and failure, which is why mm-hmm. it did well enough in the like it, with the critics. Because mm-hmm. it had enough that the critics liked it. Right. But it was like at that midpoint. So if it was just a little bit worse, it might have got a lot of negative reviews, right? It was at the tipping point between good and bad. And for the critics, it fell on the good side. For me, it fell way on the bad side. I I think it also made profits too. But then it's Ryan Gosling. Yeah, its budget was $35 and it like more than doubled that. Well, I was going to say, what's the audience score? 79%? Audience. Or is like I think it's almost it's seventy nine yeah almost 80, yes but, so I okay. mean, but like look at the movies we've done other where other ways where it's been like ninety one percent right from the audience yeah so mm-hmm. like this it did well with the critics but it kind of like just saying on anything over fifty percent audience film the seventy anything below an eighty is falling flat to me for the with the audience yeah because the audience is generally easier to please yeah and when the audience likes a movie less than the critics that's usually a warning sign for me right mm. oh look um, at the last jedi oh critics love that movie audience were like fuck this shit really i, I really last... don't understand how critics the love last that jedi? movie La- they love the last jedi the last jedi has like an 80 something from critics i know oh. but interesting then, but last jedi also falls into that thing where we're talking about as a st- i think i pointed this out to someone once as a movie, The Last Jedi is not the worst thing out there. It's actually pretty decent. The Last as Jedi a Star Wars is 91% movie, it's on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I'm looking at that right now. Last so Jedi. Oh, hang on, hang on. Last Jedi has a critic score of 91% and an audience score of 43%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See? And The oh, Last Jedi, goodness. Last Jedi as a movie, if it was not a Star Wars movie. Let's also not forget with fans of Drive, like this movie. Wait. Specifically, Wait, can, can like, I say again, about the, the last jacket Jedi? and yeah, okay. Can Sorry, I say go. the last generation before you cut me yeah, off? Go for it. 
Go Last Jedi, if we strip away Star Wars, if we strip away, like, the backstory, the lore, everything, as a movie, it actually kind of, it works. It makes sense. Like, don't let the past define you. Don't let Legends be all this, all that kind of stuff, right? As a Star Wars movie, it's terrible, right? Mm-hmm. And then, I'm going to yeah. say this point before we get lost in the weeds again. Outhouse films always fall into that thing where they're either if they want to engage me, if they want to make me entertained, one of the this art house film I watched a couple of years back, um, Tag from Japan, right? It's an art house film that engaged me and entertained me the whole way watching the movie. We don't have time for me to say what the movie's about, but that art house movie actually made me entertained. It made me engage with the story and I liked what its its message was. That was great. This no. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say like also let's not forget from the marketing aspect too and like the um i guess the again i guess maybe the style if that's what you would call it because at the time this came out you know people a lot of people were wearing the scorpion jacket it was like a big thing uh in 2011 back then um especially in la i would imagine so but it was a thing as well so like this is where i get i get slightly um uh, sorry, my interest is slightly elevated when it comes to anomalies like this with like movie, the movies like Drive because you have people who say, oh, I don't like, you know, you, you guys don't like it, you don't like it. But like there's other people who would be, who would have the jacket. People like me, for instance, who liked the movie, I would have the jacket, you know, or things like that. And it's something that they liked. But then you have, on the other hand, you have people who wouldn't like it but the people, the fans or the audience, however, the 79% audience score that did like it would also fall in that same category of still buying the merch for this movie or like stuff like, or having the posters for it. Like I know people who still listen to the soundtrack even today. I still listen to the soundtrack even today, you know? So it's like you, they, the movie still had all of that going for it, in ter- I, I, which is just, it just confuses me, right, it's, in general. It can conf- you know, you know, I don't know how to say this like this. You, we're not saying people are not allowed to like this movie. People can love this movie as much as they like, right? That's it's their movie, that taste, all that stuff, right? For me, I, I do not care about this movie. I'm one of those people. I have my franchise. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm one of those people who doesn't have his franchises, right? I, I've said it before. I'm a, I'm a massive Marvel fan. I love the fucking MCU, right? I love mm-hmm. fucking Star Wars, right? That's why Star Wars hurts me when it's terrible. So, like, if you like this movie and you want to be part of, like, the Drive fandom, do you. Mm-hmm. You do you, boo-boo. All right? Mm-hmm. But, like, I, the way I'm trying to say it's, like, if, like, I'm, like, I can have this conversation with you, Sam. It's fine, right? But say if I was, like, in L.A. and I met someone who loved this movie and I'm, like, oh, I didn't like it. And they got mad and tried to attack me. That, that's a different thing. Well, yeah, well, definitely. Uh, but, like. Respecting opinions. Well, yeah, but like it's this it, again. It's like kind of like the similar issue. If I met someone who, like, I have an aunt who loved watching like the, like she loves basically anything reality TV. You know, I dislike reality TV. You know, but then if I look at it and I'm like, oh, I'm not interested. She looks at it. And she's like, what? Because you're so much better than me. You know, like that's her initial knee jerk reaction to when I say I don't like it. Yeah. So I, I feel like. 
people... and that's the thing that's the thing that's had kind of happened in this world people have built these expectations about what should be watched and what shouldn't be watched right so, right like when you say i don't like reality tv and everyone's like oh you think you're better than me it's because society has created this social construct that if you watch reality tv you're a shit person and that's the same thing with art house films right us going like mm-hmm. we don't like art house films means like in this social construct that's been created we are the lower dominion we are the lower tier we're not as intelligent as people who like art house films and that's right. a problem with mm-hmm. the social construct like if you want to watch fucking keeping up with the kardashians go watch keeping up with the kardashians i don't care it's kind of like mm-hmm. when every time like for me for like the longest time when i was younger like between the ages of 12 to 18 whenever someone mm-hmm. said i don't like sports i was just to think like, oh, it's because this person probably thinks they're more intelligent than me, right? And just like, mm-hmm. this person just doesn't like sports and that's fine, right? Sometimes yeah. people are like, oh, I'm too intelligent to like sports. That person's a fucking asshole. But if you just don't like a sport, <laughs> then you just don't like a sport. They're lower on the food chain. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. But yeah, let's, let's get the three of uh, uh, back on track for the movie here We're yeah pretty long yeah and... um yeah so i don't know with uh, i i don't even know um <laughs> i guess we can we can start on a high note and say the i guess the style the vibe of this movie with the soundtrack with the um with the font i know especially okay here's okay, the thing i'm sorry can i just say something about the font movie? it was the font okay. <laughs> can i just say something about the font really really quick yeah okay i'm pretty sure it's the same font they used in patrick swayze's dirty dancing comic <laughs> sounds okay oh my god and the fact that it was pink should have been like a 70s coming of age movie well because i'm guessing it was supposed to fit in with the nightlife and neon type vibe and like the electronic music that was playing as well i don't know but um, oh yeah, I'm looking at the poster for Dirty Dancing right now. It's it's black. Uh, no, okay, uh, it is. It's a darker purple. Um, yeah. Actually, not black. Maybe like more of a dark purple. Uh, <laughs> whereas Drive is more pink. Drive, honestly, the the font and like the kind of even the poster for Drive kind of looks. It reminds me of a GTA Vice City. If you guys ever, if any of you played that uh, back when I it came out. I did. Yeah, yeah, it has that kind of vibe to it, mm. um, which was honestly probably one of the reasons why I liked it in 2011 because it reminded me of GTA Vice City. I don't know. Oh, that's um, what was that? Nothing, nothing. Go on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, if we're not talking about the font of the poster, it's about time we start wrapping up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My God. You guys are. <laughs> we're we're done. Sam, you're pulling at straws here. Oh. Well, no. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. Right. It's not. It. We. You guys, you guys didn't like. You guys didn't like. Um. I. Okay. We all didn't like Great Wall. Right. No. Great Wall. Yeah, we're, we're still. Yeah. <laughs> well but whereas okay no but imagine if the great wall had been made with the style that drive was where you had such an incoherent and garbage plot but the camera work was good the cgi was nice there was like they had these stupid one-liners i i don't even want to think about this anymore um <laughs> oh my goodness okay um, yeah that, that, that was the problem with drive for me is it, it had all those auxiliary pieces but there was no 
pillar in the middle, right? There's right. no supporting story that was engaging. And mm-hmm. that I think that sums up all our problems with it, honestly. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I respect all of you guys' <laughs> opinions. But in my opinion, I think it's a good movie. <laughs> so, should, so. should we make a, make a uh, role for now on that we don't do our favorite movies on the podcast? Because we probably just <laughs> oh, made Sam so no. sad. Hell well, no. Hell no. You got to think. Wait, 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 wait. What wait, do you mean? Wait. I, first of all, I would like to mention this does not sadden me at all. Because I have a solid fan base back home, or even listening to this podcast right now, it's I had awesome. one newly converted, <laughs> had one newly converted fan on the day I watched it, who liked it as well. So again, that's why I said it's not for everyone. You guys probably just didn't like it, and those people who are listening in right now wait. are probably on my side, being like, "Really, you guys didn't like it?" Wait, but it's okay wait, because wait, it's not wait, for everyone. Wait, yeah. We are yeah. as shallow as a pond. I never we're said that. <laughs> I never said that. I never said that. Yeah, you never we're said so that. Like, you couldn't drown a baby in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're as shallow as a kiddie pool that's been left out on the sun at the weather. <laughs> I never said that. You All didn't I'm say that. Is, no, you didn't say that. That's that just the that's just the joke. What you said to us, Sam. You <laughs> literally <laughs> said no Okay, so we do that. final Wait, thoughts. Yes. <laughs> The idea about never doing a favorite movie on the podcast, I like that because I know for a fact if I ever brought my, one of my favorite movies on this podcast, Pam would hate the shit out of it and Michael would hate it out of principle. Why? Drive, what is it? Drive isn't my favorite movie, but it's up there. Like it's exactly. in, it's like one of my it's one yeah. of my favorites. You know, it's what an I mean? anime. It's a doochie. It is. So like, I'm never. Yeah, I, I, no, I'm not telling you the name. Why? So you can <laughs> go. Me. No, no, you gotta go watch and then come back and be like, hey, your movie's shit. <laughs> uh, well just tell me and i will look it up and watch the trailer i'll send the trailer in the group chat later okay. i will give i will throw a bone to uchi and watch the trailer too my one of my favorite movies is shit but i mean i mean brad pitt is in it so it does have that as a bonus <laughs> Okay, oh, let's do final thoughts. Yeah, okay. So over here at Northern Critic, we rate and review our films using a coordinate system. Um, we have North for good writing and South for bad writing. In a similar fashion, we have East for good cinematography, style, casting, um, and we have West if all of that was bad. Um, so a good movie with good writing and good cinematography would be a North East, uh, whereas a movie with bad writing and bad cinematography and all other elements would be a Southwest. Um, yeah. Who, who wants to go first? I think you should because you went last on the initial thoughts. Yeah. Uh, sure. Uh, as far as cinematography goes for this film, it's solid East to me. Uh, because, again, the technical work was done. The quadrant rule was followed throughout the entire movie. It was very consistent. Um, your eyes are your eyes are constantly wandering in each shot, whether it's communication going on between two characters and at the bottom, a little boy fidgeting with a toy or something like that. There was always something, in my opinion, to give to make my eyes keep rolling because I'm looking at different things. Um, and also there was an element of me watching this where it didn't it wasn't the kind of movie that made my mind wander too much because it was 
I was first time I watched it, I was constantly trying to understand what was going on. So it stimulated, which again, cinematography wise. So that's why I'm giving it a full East. Um, I will give it slightly North for writing. Um, the screenplay could have been better, uh, but I'm okay with it. Like it wasn't, it's not, it's no parasite screenplay, but it's also not bad. Um, so yeah, I would go like a Northeast for this movie for sure. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll go next and <clears throat> be the polar opposite. Um, uh, I think in terms of we'll tackle all the style cinematography, cinematography stuff, I'm not going to say it was, I'm going to say it was like slightly West. Um, and to sort of elaborate on that, it was partially because there was no, nothing that really like was memorable for me visually right um like if maybe if the movie is well composed and and such that's fine but it's not but if i don't remember anything from it i just look at that as sort of like meeting the baseline right there is no shaky cam sure it's not bad but that doesn't mean it's good so um the cinematography just didn't stand out to me whatsoever um, in terms of casting, I thought all the acting was relatively fine, except for Ryan Gosling. I didn't like the way they chose to do his character. Um, but everybody else did a decent job, I think, right? It's just Ryan's character didn't feel particularly realistic. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> in so in terms of screenplay itself, I'm going to have to give that one. It, that was pretty far south because... It didn't necessarily, it wasn't bad, but the pacing was horrendous. So like Pam pointed out earlier, if this movie was 45 minutes, it probably would have been really good because it would have been forced to cut all the garbage out and we still would have got the message of the movie, but in half the time. And that would have fixed the pacing. That probably would have fixed the pacing problem, honestly. If they had established within five minutes that he was a getaway driver, that he liked this girl and that her husband just got out of prison and this guy has a bounty on his head or whatever or has to pay a job back that would have been a great first 15 minutes but instead it took us like an hour to get there so that's my biggest problem with this movie honestly that it had the components of a good movie they just weren't assembled correctly all right let's go next okay wait um, hold on what so what did you give it southwest oh, uh yeah southwest okay cool, cool. okay Am I going? Okay. If I was viewing this through the eyes of like a high paid Hollywood critic, I could give it a Northeast. Yeah. Yeah. North. Yeah. Northeast. However, I'm not. I'm viewing it as a general public. I will give this the writing a slight North because it wasn't terrible. I mean, ideally, it would have been better, I think, as a 45 minute short film. Um, But and like the cinematography and all that and that casting i'm i have to give it west um like ryan gosling is so unbelievable as a quote-unquote bad guy it just as a psychopath he just didn't do it he couldn't pull it off um and like because he was the main guy it felt like because he didn't support the only good actors i noticed in this were the mobsters Mm -hmm. they were charismatic other than that and they weren't in the movie enough to carry it so like ryan gosling was the main guy he should be enough to carry the movie um cinematography 
I could have done without the hours of LA Skyline. We all know what LA Skyline like. Um, and like, it was just like pacing issues with the movie. And like I said before, it's an hour and a half of my life I will never get back. So I'm going to give it a Northwest for me. All right. So I think I told Michael this once. Is one of the biggest things I can never forgive about a movie is if the movie is boring. Like if a mm. movie is bad and entertaining, I could I could be like whatever, right? I would never. Rise of it. Skywalker was a worse movie than this, but I enjoyed it infinitely more. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker entertained me by how bad it was. This movie bored the shit out of me. So, I don't want to say it out spite just because it bored the shit out of me. Because, like, it can have all these amazing cinematographer moments, like, all this, like, quoted, all that stuff, like, the interesting tent ideas, right? But if I'm not entertained or engaged watching this movie, I'm never going to pick up on that stuff. So, because of that, I have to tag this movie Southwest. Like, I just, I don't... So, what you're saying is the sort of style of the movie is dependent on the story. Yeah. That's fair. It feels like it's style over substance, and that's it's boring. It's like it's like that really good looking person who's boring as shit. Hmm. Yeah, that's my take on this movie. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. I I, I think that's that's everyone. All so right. I gave it a northeast. Everyone else was what southwest. I think was Northwest. Northwest. Okay, Northwest. All right, cool. All right, so um, shall we... First time we've actually seriously disagreed on a movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, like, there you have it. Those listening, go, I guess, go check it out or not. <laughs> depending <laughs> Depend, on, depends depending on, on what you, you heard. Um, however, if you've seen it already beforehand, before watching this, now you know where we all stand with it. So, um. Yeah, I think this made for a very interesting podcast for sure. So I was definitely more engaged in this podcast than the other ones. I'll give you that. We were very <laughs> on topic this time. Was, I'm proud of us. I was more engaged in this podcast than I was in that movie. Oh, we're getting bad. Yeah, fuck. Um, well, shall we? Do You're our not plugs? wrong. Recommendations. <laughs> plugs and have, recommendations. I was gonna say, do we have to do the plugs? We've gone over that so many times at this point. Yes, we are. Well, YouTube, Michael, don't forget to oh, like, subscribe, good. and hit that notification. Ring the bell. Okay. Goodbye. Oh everybody. my goodness. <laughs> did he just actually sign out no, I, I, I joined again immediately oh my goodness that's hilarious <laughs> michael's not here for the plugs um no. and you can find us on instagram at northern critic umfm <laughs> again that's at northern critic umfm that's on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter at Northern underscore critic on Twitter, Northern underscore critic. And we have our website, which is www.northerncritic.com, where we have a full catalog of all the films we've reviewed. Um, and it keeps getting updated weekly. I need to actually stay, stay on top of that. Um, but yeah, so that's also available as well. That's www.northerncritic.com. Um and yeah, I guess Pam, plug in your uh, Follow me on Instagram at Winter Beauty, and that's Winter Beauty with an I instead of a Y at the end. Nice. Um, and I would like to say, like, give a big thank you to our listeners so far. Um, recently, I think in this quarantine, actually, we've gotten an increase in listeners and followers, Woo. Woo. um, which is nice. 
Uh, so yeah, we've almost hit a hundred, I think. So That's we're we're exciting. Yeah, so we're we're getting there little by little. Every you know, every every bit helps. Um, I'm actually looking to see if we have anything on anything new on. I should do, be honestly doing this beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, well. oh well. Uh, yeah, we'll and also speech. our our Apple Podcast only shows well on my phone anyways only shows comments that are within Canada, which is stupid because everyone else who's left comments that are outside of Canada can't get their stuff read. Um, I was gonna I, say we should do a hooray, like read out <laughs> one hooray. Week. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do, but everyone who's written. A hooray is not in when it's not in Canada. Apparently, I think we have like five or six now, um, but they're all international. So you actually have to physically change your Apple ID thing from Canada to wherever they're from for you to see what they wrote. Which is fine. Fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll go tell my mom to change her region to Canada. <laughs> As, or you know, throw us a hooray on our Instagram. You could do that too. Yes. Um, we did have, oh no, I read that one already in one of our other podcasts, but so only one of them sent us a hooray on Instagram, I think. Yeah. yeah. But right. now our listeners know, just send us a hooray on Instagram instead. It doesn't have to be an Apple podcast, I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's wrap All right. out. Um, yep. yeah, we're wrapping up. Nobody's, nobody's giving any recommendations. We're good with that. Go was, uh, yeah. I think I got one. Go watch the 1995 Ghost in the Shell movie. Do not watch the live action. The live action is terrible as shit. Watch the 1995 Ghost in the Shell act- movie. Talks about stuff like identity, what it means if you take the human soul out of the body and place it into essentially an android. Are you still human? How does that change the future? Does it change reproduction? All that kind of stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's my recommendation. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, go I'm for it. I recommend a podcast that I have been listening to for a while. I've mentioned it before. Um, it's called My Favorite Murder. So anyone who likes um, kind of that true crime stuff, uh, go mm-hmm. check out Georgia and Karen on My Favorite Murder. All right. And I will go since I'm apparently the only person who um, has art house films as part of his. I, I watch everything. Um, I will recommend Citizen Kane because I recently uh, just watched a bit of it, which I'm going to continue probably after this podcast, and it's actually pretty good. Um, so, well, it's one of the best movies of all time, so it is pretty good. Um, but yeah, so go check out Citizen Kane if you haven't. It came out in 1941, so it's pretty old, um, but it's also pretty good. So yeah. All right, so we'll uh, wrap this up with the way we've been wrapping it up since the beginning of this whole COVID-19, even though we are getting back to slightly normal everyday life. Remember, wash your hands, don't be a dick. Don't touch your balls. stay safe, everyone. Um, yeah, bye. Bye. Peace.